Welcome to season three of the Making It in Asheville podcast. In this episode, we're going to share with you how to make goals matter, which is our acronym that's going to help you set 2020 goals, New Year's resolutions, and actually achieve them. Uh, we're going to share with you some of the things that are coming up in Making It in Asheville 2020. And let's get into it. Welcome to Making It in Asheville, a podcast where you get to hear the stories behind some of your favorite artists and businesses in town. With each episode, we interview local makers, we work to uncover how these entrepreneurs and creatives are making it in Asheville, and we provide you with actionable insights from each conversation. And in this episode, it's just Sarah and I, your hosts. Uh, so we moved to Asheville from Brooklyn, New York, and we did not have a very clear plan of what was to come next. We were told to bring jobs with us, and so our background is in marketing. We started a marketing agency, and this podcast, when we landed in Asheville, we've used it knowing that there were people in Asheville who were making it as a way to uncover their stories, as a way to share some insights and uh, we are so excited about 2020 and what's to come. So um, thank you to Making It Creative, our little agency that allows this podcast to happen. Um, we're very excited about this episode specifically because it shares some of our goals for 2020, but more importantly, the process we use to create and set those goals. Um, and so we're going to get right into that. Enjoy. So New Year's resolutions, this is a topic that, you know, is a buzz right now. This episode is coming out on December 31st, 2019. And so we thought, okay, let's give our take on New Year's resolutions, a topic that we know is overdone mm -hmm. and that everyone is talking about. But here's the thing. There's a lot of problems with New Year's resolutions. H historically, yeah. I think that um, the intentions are almost always good. And um, the execution is almost always bad. And it, our hypothesis on this is that often people just aren't setting good examples of goals. Like they aren't using a good framework to create the goal. They aren't using good process to move towards the goal. Um, and, and a lot of achieving goals is like momentum. And it's just, you know, the intention alone isn't going to drive you towards the outcomes that you're looking for. Uh, and so we've kind of codified a process that we have used now for, it seems like, a couple of years. It's getting more and more, um, I guess, certain. Like, there's, we have more actual systems that we're using and ways that we're thinking about it and words that we use to describe yeah, it. Yeah, we've, we've refined, refined this system over exactly. the years. But it really does work. I mean... I think like, okay, take for example, the most popular goal or New Year's resolution is lose more weight. What lose is that? more weight. Lose weight. Yeah. What is, what is lose weight? Like you know? that's, that's a, A, that's an outcome and you have almost no control over weight loss. B, what is more weight? Lose more weight than you lost last year? Mm -hmm. Lose more weight. Like, so the, the whole idea of that being your goal gives me a little heart pain because I'm like, oh, the poor thing. They're not going to achieve. How can you achieve that? That is a nebulous target. Your arrow is going to fly right through it. 
or past it or you never know. Yeah. And then like a why, also why is that meaningful mm. for you? How is that meaningful for you? Mm. Is, is that really, is that something that you, is a part of who you are? Yeah. I want to be someone who loses weight. I can't imagine saying that. I mean, I, I, I wanted to lose weight, but I, I couldn't turn it into a statement that like pulled me forward. I want to be someone who loses weight. I want to be healthy. I want to be someone who prioritizes fitness and well-being, like all of the, so that, that's an example of where we would go if we were going to try and uh, update or modify or improve that version of a goal. Um, alas. Alas, we here ha- we are. Yeah, we have a system <laughs> and we want to share it with you. Uh, we know that you'll probably hear this in 2020 um, or sometime in the future. And you know what? Any, any day is a good day to like reassess where you're at, set a powerful goal and start moving towards it. And so um, please take this, these concepts, um, use them as you will. Yeah. Uh, they're what we're using, and we look forward to any questions that you have uh, or support that you might need. We're here to send it. Cool? Awesome. So the system that we use is Tony's cheesy <laughs> little acronym, which is MATA, Goals MATA, so M-A-T-A. And we're going to dive into each of these words. Mm-hmm. And what they stand for. Yeah. And talk about how it works, give some examples, uh, explain it all in detail. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you'll understand how to use this cheesy AF acronym <laughs> at the end of this podcast. AF is also an acronym. So it what is does that stand for? It is also an acronym. Okay. Right. Too many so, acronyms. Yeah. So uh, make, you know, creating a goal that matters, as, as I uh, searched for a way to make this memorable, is um, it's really important. And so the first one, M, is create a goal that is meaningful. And so what does that mean? It means a lot of things. Uh, The ways that I think about a meaningful goal is A, it can be a single word that stands alone as a North Star. So Sarah likes to think of a goal as a North Star. Do you want to share about that? Yeah, so I think a couple of years ago, I don't really remember how this got started, but I said, okay, I want to have one word for this year that I can think about throughout the year and that I can look back at the end of the year and actually remember what my my so-called resolution or theme of the year was. Um, Because I felt like often having too many goals, like 10 goals for the year, was too much for my brain to process and I couldn't remember what I actually had set for myself by the end of the year. So I came up with one word and I've used it for the past two years and it's totally worked for me. I've gotten to the end of the year. I remembered my word and I've thought about it throughout the year. Totally. And so what that points to for me is this concept um, of a boxer's cornerman, the coach in the corner of a you know boxing match, you think Rocky Balboa, Um, and it was the guys who were talking to boxers in between rounds. And so the concept there is that, um, a bad version of a corner man will be someone who, uh, who gives a lot of information and gives a lot of feedback and a lot of ideas for the fighter to hold in their mind while they fight. And so in the example of a year's goal, that would be having 10 individual goals that you're meant to remember at all times throughout the year versus a single theme 
that you just have on repeat. And so a good example of feedback from a cornerman is like, you know, jab. Just jab. Use your jab. Use your jab is a good example of a goal um, or feedback. And so in our year goals, we're thinking, how do we make this simple? How do we make this something that we can never possibly forget that we'll always think about when we do our weekly stand-ups, when we do our quarterly offsites? Like, what is the thing? Um, And so often it is a single word. And then I like to turn those words into statements. So a B statement. Um, what what we found in episode two of the podcast, we talk about the idea of starting with B. A B statement for me is incredibly powerful. It it it. What's it, an example of a B statement? It, so, um, the word creativity could be a B or it could be a theme. Turning that into a B statement is um, I. I am creative, and I, I leverage my creativity daily. Exactly. So it's, it's a verb. I am the type of person who constantly creates um, is, is a B statement. And so creating a B statement off of the theme, the word that you want to use for the year is powerful for me. That's where I live. So this year we're thinking about consistency and the simplest version of a B statement is that we are consistent. We, and, and what that means is that there can be a lot of goals that support consistency, like create systems, create processes, have standard operating procedures. Those all wrap up into this theme, which is the overarching you know, goal of the year is live into we are consistent. Yeah. And, and I think at first this, this idea of coming up with one word for an entire year can feel a little daunting, mm-hmm. can feel like, oh my gosh, I have to choose just one single word. Um, the way that I typically go about finding that word is journaling or doing a vision board of some sort, um, thinking about a big picture. Usually when I journal, I'll write out a page of just like, what am I expecting from this year? What do I want to happen? And then I'll go back and I'll underline some keywords. And usually from that, I'll sort of extract one word that is related to all of these words. Yeah. And journaling is definitely a, a powerful process. It is what we've used to identify. The other thing is like having someone else around to bounce these ideas off of. We just had a, <clears throat> excuse me, we just had a, a great meeting with a, a friend. Uh, she'll be listening. So what's, what's up, Joe? But um, one of... One of the things we did was think about 2020 goals and what's the theme. Uh, and her theme was reflect. And only because we were in the room to kind of shine that concept back to her did we realize that, like, no, she already reflects a ton. It's about documenting the reflection in 2020. And so uh, you can do all the work. You can find it in a journal. You can set whatever theme that you would like. A great concept is just to have people around to uh, to show you what they heard or tell you what they heard, show you what they saw as you went through this process. But um, the theme uh, is a overarching concept, year-long. Uh, it can be supported, and in our case, it is supported by quarterly themes, 13-week themes that all roll up into this annual theme. Uh, and the last thing that I'll underline as we think about these uh, meaningful 
portion here is that uh, the pursuit, the idea of living into this theme should give you life. It should excite you. It should be, that's what we mean by it should be meaningful. And so just the act of starting into this should create momentum. Agreed. Cool. So, so M, meaningful. Yeah. The next letter is A. And in this case, it means? Actionable. Actionable. And so it's, it's one thing to say the theme of the year is consistency. It's another thing to then make it something that we can uh, objectively observe and report against. Exactly. So when we may say actionable, we're talking about verbs. So turning your goals into action-based goals using verbs, but also something that's measurable. So creating some sort of number or something that you can look back and say, okay, did I meet that metric or did I fall short? For example, one of our themes for Q1 is that we want to connect more people here at Making International. We want to get together all of our guests and makers and people that we've met in this town and connect them. That's a wonderful goal and it's super meaningful, but it's not measurable and it's not very actionable. So, okay, how are we going to do that? We thought, let's host events. Mm -hmm. Let's host four events and Q1. That's a measurable and actionable goal. We can look back at the end of the quarter and say, did we host four events? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. And there's a verb, right? Host events that that sort of ignites or sparks inside you the idea of like exactly what you need to do um sometimes writing down nouns is simple but you don't always know what to do when you see that on your to-do list right like events okay well what do i need to do with that or if it's i don't know gym what do i need to do with that Mm -hmm. i need to go to the gym or exercise so many times a week. Absolutely. And uh, one of the key points here on the on, on turning the goal into something that is actionable, right? So we're emphasizing action. Um, a thing that will hang people up is making a goal that is quantifiable. And typically, if they're, the bad version of a quantifiable goal is outcome-based versus input-based. And so an outcome-based goal goal in this instance would be um, a thousand people come to our events in Q1. Well, um, that's hard. That's hard to, uh, hard to achieve that, hard to promise that that's going to happen, but in our control is host four events. However many people show up, 10, 5, or 100, or 1,000, you know, that is absolutely uh, the, the, the hosting is something that we can make sure happens. It can be a ghost town. No one can come, but we've checked the box. We've done the action that we believe supports the overarching goal of what we believe in and what, um, what we're working towards. And so, uh, actions that are in your control are what we're going to try and quantify when we turn the theme into actual like process. Cool. Agreed. And yeah, and, and a tip for for creating this or writing this down is to, okay, think about the general picture. Like for us, it was we connect people. We want to be people connectors. 
And you can do that throughout the year. You can set all these these intentions, but then go back and make those into actionable goals, like uh, translate them. Absolutely. And so um, we have, you know, a theme per quarter for the year. All of them support the larger annual theme of being consistent. And each of those smaller themes have actions that are in support of the, the quarter's theme can think about the big picture but then make sure you go back and you figure out what the action is and how you're going to measure it and if you have any goals and you don't exactly know how to turn those into actionable steps that you can quantify reach out let us know what you're working on and we can help turn that into a uh, action-oriented and quantifiable goal for you Uh, yes the third part the t in mata is it needs to have a time constraint and the time constraint that we've identified to be best in our world is 13 weeks. It is like the, uh, the Goldilocks amount of time to work on a goal, a year long goal with a year long quantifiable, uh, objective metric is such a long time that it's daunting. And, um, in, in my instance, frightening. And it's something that I almost always cast aside a month long goal is so short that almost no meaningful outcome can be achieved in a single month. And in that case, too, it gets cast aside because it's like, it's not that compelling. Yeah. And also another point that you always point out is that every month has a different number of weeks and days. Mm -hmm. And so trying to accomplish maybe the same things consistently over time can be really weird because like January can be a five-week month so you have five weeks to accomplish that one goal and then February is like four weeks and it's like what no that that's one last week that you had to work on it so it's not always consistent where it's 13 weeks or a quarter is always the same amount of time yeah and every thir- year. 13 weeks specifically is like the perfect math for a uh, 52 week year and so we yeah. use a process we call it the 13 hour offsite and a 13 week kind of offsite as a way that we uh, build these kind of check-ins and um, and reviews of what we've done and how it stands up to the goals that we've set. And so the time constraint that we build into our goals is a 13-week interval. Those 13-week intervals can, I mean, the, the math is relatively simple, times it by four, but like they can roll up into a year-long metric that you want to quantify. But the beauty of a 13-week check-in is that you can always right size your commitments yeah i mean if if you set a goal let's say to save i don't know fifty thousand dollars in a year that's hard math make it 48 48 thousand dollars no four thousand a month oh okay sorry forty eight thousand dollars a year it's a lot of money you can break that down into quarters and say okay i need to save what is it thirteen thousand in 13 weeks yeah, something like that. Or oh, sh- shoot, uh, that would be <laughs> yeah. No, well, so forty-eight thousand is a lot of money. Yeah, you yeah. can break it down and you can say, okay, is this realistic at the end of the quarter? Yes or no, and you can right size that, and you can feel that small win for breaking it down in that quarter. Yeah, could have made it fifty-two thousand. That would have been easier. <laughs> We're not very good at math. So yeah, at fifty-two thousand, okay. you would have saved a thousand dollars a week. That's a lot of money. But it is, it is quantifiable and it is something that you can, uh, after 13 weeks, go, 
whoa, I have no money. I'm eating ramen to put this money to a bank account. Absolutely. It's something that you can check in on and change as needed. Exactly. Okay. So T is for time constraint. Time constraint. The final point is letter A. What does the final A stand for, Tony? Accountability. And so um, there's a lot of ways to think about accountability. Generally, that means that there are other people in your world that know what your theme is, know what your goals are, know what the actions you should be taking to support those goals look like. This is so important because we are humans. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, as humans, we do not hold ourselves accountable very well. Yeah. Few and far between are the people that um, just set goals and devour them. Now, even if you are the type of person who sets a goal inside your own heart, keeps it quiet and devours it, there is practically no downside to having a community of people, small or large, that is supporting you on the way to attaining your goal. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a... a th- the one of the positive sides apart from being held accountable for it is getting that feedback, getting that positive feedback when you do meet your goal because you told someone, now someone can say, oh, good job, that's awesome, or oh my gosh, you've lost so much weight or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They know that you've been working on it and working towards it and you can have that little pat on the back, I think. Yeah, and but you know, yes and. The fear, I think, if someone is the type who doesn't want to share their goal is that what if I don't achieve it Mm, and then other people knew that I said it right yeah and so my there's a couple things that come up when I think about pulling other people into goals or sharing goals is that um, I've heard that there is a uh, the similarity between the dopamine hit you get when you share a goal and the hit you get when you achieve a goal are comparable And so I would argue that it's less important that you're sharing a goal out loud in the internet, wherever. Um, And it's more important with, to consider who you're sharing those goals with. And uh, the key is to have people who will actually hold you accountable, win, lose, or draw, right? It, if, if the theme is I want to be healthy in 2020, health is my priority in 2020, um, it's more than how much weight are you losing. It's how are you being? And if there are people in your life that um, are are checking in and saying, hey, man, like, are your actions in alignment with this theme that you set for 2020? That is where the power comes in. And it doesn't matter if you lose 18 pounds versus 20. A, that's an outcome-based goal and not a good goal. Um, it matters that you have been doing the things that you say that you were going to do. And so when I think about accountability, I'm thinking about two things. One is a version of accountability where you are just doing status reports, right? You are saying, hey, here's what got done over the last week, or hey, here's what got done over the last month. Here's how I'm trending in pursuit of my goal. Status reports are powerful. The other version of accountability is uh, proper feedback And that looks a little bit like what a mastermind might be. So the idea that you are also sharing these status reports, but then people are poking and asking questions and asking for um, specification and, uh, and more from you. And then also they're providing insights as to like what they're seeing or what they've experienced when they did the same thing 
Uh, and those insights are wildly valuable. Those are the two types of accountability that I'm speaking about when I think about accountability for your goals. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about finding that right accountability partner, mm-hmm. right? There are mastermind groups and communities that you can find. And it doesn't have to be in person either. It could be a phone call. It can be uh, someone that you do a video, you know, video group call with every month or every week. Um, It could also just be someone that you know, it could be a friend, could be a spouse, Um, knowing that that person is the right person and that they truly will hold you accountable um, and that they will ask you the right questions in, in a firm, but constructive way firm and constructive yes. way right like you you don't want someone that's going to be like oh well that's okay you didn't make your goals which my mother would probably do even though i love you my mom but you need someone that's going to say okay well hey i noticed that you said you wanted to do that but you didn't make it like tell me more about that so it's it's got to be this fine balance i think between someone who is looking in on the outside, but also cares about you, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and that's that's what I'm pointing to when I say that it's more than just sharing a goal, is that there need to be people who are invested. Investment. That's what you're talking yeah. about. It's, yeah. it's, it's investment. Um, and, so, and so with setting goals that, that are going to be achieved – Right, like the thing that uh, we've said when we're thinking about this episode is like accountability is probably the most important because with accountability and an emphasis on actions, right? When you are focused on action-based, like movement towards goals, the upside is unlimited, right? You can get way more outcome than you could have considered possible over a slightly longer time horizon if you are focus on action and are accountable like you are consistently doing the thing and and that's that's what i'm excited about in in 2020 is that we're building ways that we are holding each other accountable that's through things like our 13 hour offsite um but you know weekly calls and quarterly or monthly check-ins um has been the thing that i've tried to commit to for over the last four years in some way or another and and 2020 we're starting with that again. So I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. And I'll add to that. If you, if you are looking for an accountability partner, know that you can always reach out to us. We would be happy to either a connect you with someone who's maybe, you know, like-minded or be your accountability partner uh, in the best way that we can. We can listen to status updates. We'd be glad to, you know, respond back with questions or meet with you. Yeah. Um, And one of the thoughts and, um, one of the thoughts that comes up is that uh, one of the key differences, they say, between uh, startups that succeed and startups that have failed is that in startups that have succeeded, the founders have written monthly status updates or sometimes weekly, but monthly status updates to their investors and board religiously. And those status updates alone, in terms of correlation, have been one of the key identifiers of what makes a winning startup. And so with that, you know, even if you sent a quarterly or monthly or weekly update to hello at making it in Asheville and we don't respond, it's the act of the like reflection. It's the act 
of quantifying what actually happened and the act of like seeing where you are relative to where you wanted to be at this moment, that is powerful in and of itself. And so we're all in on accountability. You can certainly use us. Um, we look forward to it. Cool. So goals that matter. Read them back to us, Sarah. What is so it? M is for meaningful. A is for actionable. T is for time constraint. And the final A is for accountability. Perfect. So here's to 2020 and setting goals that matter. All right. So that was our first kind of intro to season three. In season three, we have a lot of kind of small changes that are happening that we're really excited about. Um, for example, this season will be a 13, well, 14 if you include this one, but 13 episode season. We're doing 12 interviews and a recap episode. This is different than past seasons um, in so much as we are leaning into delivering you a interview every week. Um, and so here's to that. And we can't wait to share next week's interview with you. And the other thing that we're leaning more into is hosting more events. Um, we have realized that there are so many incredible creatives, makers, entrepreneurs here in Asheville, many of whom we've interviewed and have met, and we really want to be able to bring them all together. So we created an event called Monday Maker Mixers. So every last Monday of the month, we are going to meet up for a social networking event. The location will be announced on our website. You can also sign up for our mailing list to stay up to date on when the next event will be. It's super casual, super fun. We're just going to meet up, chat, get to know each other. Join us. Perfect. And so the first one is January 27th of 2020. Um, and we are very, very, very much looking forward to that. And the second event that we're going to host this quarter is a podcast workshop. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast, you're not quite sure what to call it, or you don't know how to use equipment, or you don't know how to edit the audio and all of that, we will be explaining it all. We'll be explaining it all and I'm kind of working, I think, hand in hand with you as you think about what would make your podcast special um, and we're going to make sure that you get started. That is the key. That is rule number one is you want to have a podcast, start the podcast. And so we're going to go from zero to podcast started with you in this workshop. So that event will take place sometime in February. We'll be announcing it in the next week or so. You can, again, sign up for our mailing list, be the first to hear about the workshop. We'll also be announcing it on social media at a later date. Yep. And so uh, to join our mailing list, that's just visit our website or specifically visit makingitinashville.com forward slash subscribe. Um, thank you in advance for joining the mailing list. And we are uh, also going to thank you in advance for taking the time to like and review our podcast podcast. Um, the place to do that, the like and review, is on Apple Podcasts, the de facto place where people leave likes and reviews. It pushes across almost all of the other platforms. Um, and so we make it as easy as possible for you to do that on makingitinashville.com forward slash podcast. Um, but the key here is that with more likes and more reviews, uh, this podcast is found more readily and our guests' stories 
get shared. And so thank you for taking the time to either throw five stars up or write a small review. It means more than you think it does. Thanks in advance. And if you'd like to know more information about some of the things we talked about in this episode, you can visit the show notes page at makingitinashville.com forward slash 036. We'll have notes about the points we made in this episode, as well as links to anything we mentioned throughout the recording. And once again, we want to send a quick little thank you shout out to the marketing agency that we have that makes this podcast possible, and that is Making It Creative. You can check out a little bit of our Making It Creative story at makingitcreative.com. We are really in love with telling meaningful stories about small businesses. We work with a number of local and otherwise businesses to tell their stories, to lean into the ways that modern businesses do that, like email marketing, uh, like you know website copywriting, and much more. So if you're interested in hearing more about what we're up to in our real-life business, visit makingitcreative.com. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can nominate them at makingitinashville.com forward slash podcast and come to one of our events on the last Monday of the month. Get to know us. Uh, We'd love to meet you before we interview you. Perfect. Sarah, that was episode 36. It is calendar year 2020. Can you believe it? Well, almost. (laughs) <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> if it it's Wednesday, almost we'll be counting down when this comes out almost anyone that listens to it's going to be in 2020 it's the future is bright <laughs> anyway that's our app high, high five, five.